Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1130. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Scott Warmack. Hey, Scott, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, sir. All right. Scott Warmack and his brother Todd, along with partner Jim Dowling of Tallahassee, Florida, collaborated with graphic designer Kevin Morgan to bring to life the version of a modern-day Trans Am. And that's exactly what this team did, building cars for enthusiasts. Starting as Trans Am Depot in 2011, Scott and his brother and their team partnered with the legendary Hearst Performance, making history as the first ever licensed Hearst Edition Trans Am. And demand grew and their little shop has become two full production facilities. Today, Trans Am Depot, where Scott runs things, and Trans Am Worldwide, where his brother runs things, builds restro mods and restores classics, as well as offering new technology muscle cars and a classic retro look and feel. And you can enjoy Scott and his team on Discovery Channel's all-new Trans Am TV show that premieres on Tuesday, October 2nd on Discovery Channel. And don't miss tomorrow's show with uh, Scott's brother Todd, where we listen to the other half of the Warmack family here on Cars Yeah. So Scott, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Yes, sir. Well, I grew up, I've uh, been in Tallahassee my whole life, and I grew up around cars my whole life. My father had a lot of muscle cars when we were growing up. He had, um, he used to, you know, in my earliest memories, he had a Chevy truck um, that he used to race at the drag strip, uh, short box Chevy. And I can remember washing that with my brother, you know, when I was three and four years old. And then I can remember, you know, my mom had a Chevelle SS, a four-speed 396, 350 horse car that was loaded up with options, and we would ride in that. I can remember her shifting from second to fourth gear. For some reason, that stuck in my memory. But <laughs> uh, my dad would, my dad was a Chevy guy, you know. So that's really all we knew growing up was General Motors and Chevy. He really never deviated from that. So he had several Corvettes, big block vets like 427s and Impalas. And then, uh, as you know, as we went went into the seventies, he started. Um, he, he got in more into trucks. Mm-hmm. But then, in the late seventies, he bought a Trans Am. So I was hooked. Uh, I was a gold Trans Am, and um, I took that car to the prom, and I've been hooked ever since. So. <laughs> Great, wonderful story. Well, it's very cool what you and your brother have done with your business over time and incorporating that long time passion for Trans Am into what you're doing today and the success you guys have seen. And now with this new TV show, really, really proud of what you guys have done. As we continue on your journey, though, I'd like to start by asking you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars. Yeah. So, Scott, take the wheel. Well, I've actually got two that I live by. Great. The first one is if you've got an idea, you know, what what man has done, man can do. So I never defeat myself. When I've got an idea initially, I always believe it can happen. So, um, and, and I always think of that quote, and I use it quite a bit. And then my other quote that really, you know, during when I'm at work and I'm on the floor working, 
you know, this comes up all the time, every day. This is really how the roadmap for the way I run my business. And this is a quote I got from my dad, and I think he got it from his father, is that if it's worth doing, do it right. <laughs> so yeah. if you're going to do something, don't don't do it halfway, right? So yes. even if it's, more, you know, if it takes more work to get it there, at least you've got some satisfaction at the end of knowing, hey, I did this the right way. Oh, absolutely. You know? And in my business, my business is a detailed business. So, you know, everyone's going to, scrutinize your work they're going to be looking at it it's got your name on it so why wouldn't you do it 100 percent and do it the right way well sure and there's nothing worse than having to go back and do it the right way the second time because you didn't <laughs> do it the right way the first time but especially with what you're doing in the industry here i mean you're creating vehicles that people jump into and drive not only do they have to be safe but you're right it's got your name all over the place basically so uh having pride in craftsmanship so no doubt you and your brother had a great family roots that set you guys off on the right track in life. So great sayings to have. Well, let's go back in time. Now, you alluded to this a little bit at the beginning. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated that passion you have for cars. I mean, having a mom that drives a Chevelle, that's pretty darn cool. A dad that drag races, even more cool. And the fact that you get to take a Trans Am to the prom, whoa. So tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed going to be a car guy, just like the rest of your family. Well, you know, my brother and I, we, we were being around cars. We always had a love for cars. But I think, you know, you can love cars but not know anything about them. So during those younger years when it was time for a brake job or something, my dad would show us one time how to do it because he was a do-it-yourselfer. He did a lot of that stuff himself. Yeah. He says, I'm going to show you one time, and then you're going to do it the next time. And, that, and that's what we did. So, we, you know, along with owning my first car, which was a 74 Formula 400, um, you know, I worked on it quite a, quite a bit yeah. in the young age, like 15, 16 years old. But uh, there was one, uh, uh, one day I can remember that really turned my life when I was in college. Um, I had traveled up to Valdosta, Georgia, which is probably an hour and a half to Tallahassee, and uh I can't remember exactly why, why I went, but it was a BMW dealer up there, and he had a 68 Camaro in his showroom. And I'd never seen a frame-off restored car before. And I immediately, well, I, I mean, I, I looked at it for 30 minutes walking around, it, and I could not believe, you know, I had just done some work on my formula, but when I saw that, it was so much better than what I had. Yeah. And the craftsmanship, I knew that I had to do that. I said, I, I, you know, I knew right then I'm going to build a car like that. You yeah. know, wow. I want to make something look that good. So that really had a, a lasting impression on me, and 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 it just changed everything from that day forward. So just seeing that car, the impact that car had, was how I'd never seen anything from the '60s look this good. You know, <laughs> yeah. how, and then, of course, how did they do it? What did you know? It's obviously the paint's really nice, but look at the engine detail underneath the car. You, you couldn't find anything that didn't look brand new off the assembly line. Yeah, wow. So, um, well, what what was an American car doing in a BMW showroom? That's a, that's got me know, a little intrigued. <laughs> I know. I'm not. Well, the owner was a, a just an avid car guy, and he yeah. liked. Uh, he was making his living selling, you know, German cars, but he really liked American muscles. So. I see. I see. Um, no, isn't it incredible how just one situation in life can just turn everything and set you on a course? And look where you are today. I mean, the cars you're restoring are at that level or even better, that car you saw back then. And and I think it's great the way you shared this story that you'd never seen something like that done at that level. And it inspired you so much 
to say that is what I'm going to do someday with with my life. And the fact that you did it is even better. Very cool story. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's talk about some stories here and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure you faced along the way because you're in a business that is fraught with ups and downs. So there's a lot of things that can go right and a lot of things that could go wrong. I'd love for you to walk us through one of those times where it was a real learning lesson for you, but you came out on the other side okay. And uh, tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business as you move forward. Well, I think one of the biggest challenges we had, or I know for me early on, as far as getting into the car business was, you know, I always did it. All my job ever was, I was always in business for myself, but I started out in the art business and sports marketing business. And then my brother joined me. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was all about just creating a cash flow so I could go out and buy more muscle cars. I mean, that really, it was just a way to fuel. So I really, if I'd have put 100% into the business I was in at the time, who knows what, what could have happened. But my heart wasn't in it. It was in it enough to, you know, make it work. Yeah. So I could figure out how I could be around cars more. Yeah. So, um, so making that transition from that, that business, which was involved some automotive, um, collectibles like hitch covers and license plates and that kind of thing. Uh, we would license them with colleges and NFL teams and making that transition over to, uh, making, you know, at first we started making car parts because we were restoring cars in our spare time. And we realized that, hey, you can't, no one's building this part. And if they are building it, they're not doing it right because it doesn't look like the original piece, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm a a real purist when it comes to stuff like that. So I'm always, you know, if you're going to do it, do it right. Let's make it back to that motto. So so we did that for a few years. But then going from there to a full-time car business was really tough because, you know, we didn't have people calling us up saying, hey, build me a car. And at the time, my, my model, you know, really my experience in cars was I'd go out and buy one, we'd fix it up and, and flip it, yep. you know. But it, it sometimes that can be hard to if that's all you're doing. So going from the business that we had at the time, which was a involved sports collectibles and some automotive parts, into full-time restoration and buying and selling, you know, muscle cars, that was an, an incredible challenge. because and, and then on top of that, my brother had the idea of building the new Trans Am, so we jumped in, you know, into that hundred uh, percent. Sure. And then, you know, we worked. I worked for free for a year and a half. Didn't make, you know, earn any income off of that project. But I was driving across the country, going to all the shows, you know, doing whatever it took to build. I think the first year we may have built three or four cars. Yep. Um, and, and not pulling anything out of the company. Yeah. So that was the, our you know, my biggest obstacle of making all this work. But one thing I learned too, is that if you, you know, we always kept our eyes on, we, you know, we built, when that first car was built, we saw the, what the, you know, what the crowd thought about the car. We got some feedback and that was enough fuel for me. That's all I needed to carry it through, you know, until we could get to where we're at today. If I hadn't have had that feedback, you know, then maybe we would have quit along the way some, you know. Sure, exactly. Because it was so difficult, you know. There were so many obstacles, so many people telling you you can't do it, giving you their opinion, and, you know. Yeah. But you go (laughs) by your gut, and that's what we did, you know, just gut instinct. Yeah. You know, so it's a great story, and there's a couple golden nuggets you dropped out of there for listeners who might be in similar situations. 
One is if you're going to pick something to do and work on your own, pick something you're passionate about. Because if you're going to work hard, you might as well work hard on something you really, really love. So I know with the sports memorabilia, that was okay, but it wasn't fueling a passion inside to be doing what you really wanted to do. But you discovered that and you switched to it. So kudos to you for seeing that. And the other side is if you're going to launch your own business, build a, a runway that is have some cash in the bank because there may be a time where you're not going to be earning anything. And it's real easy. We, we hear companies all the time failing because of lack of capital. Uh, just be prepared for that because it's going to probably happen. So uh, feather your nest, as they say, and uh, get down to working. And uh, you know what? Things will turn around. They will come through. And they certainly have for you guys. How about a big aha moment in your business? Or was there a big time where you just kind of went, wow, man, this new path is the way we need to go? Yeah, I think when we took that first car, the first Trans Am, the newer one, because, you know, we were already getting great feedback on the stuff that we, the old stuff that we restored, that was going great. But when we took that new one and, and to the SEMA show and we got the feedback that we did, that was a, the, you know, the writing was on the wall at that yeah. point. That, hey, this is, we're on the right path. We're going to keep, we're going to go full steam ahead because we had that idea for about two years and didn't do anything with it. And, um, you know, just toying with it back and forth, year and a half, maybe. Sure. And, but when we finally got a car built, went out there and, and got the feedback, then you know you're on the right track. Yeah, no doubt. Well, this seem, with SEMA coming up here in about three weeks, and this will be my 30th year attending SEMA, I was at the SEMA show when you guys launched that car. And yeah, it was like, whoa, what is this? This is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I look back at that car now, it's hard to look at because, it, you know, I don't, there's so many things about it I don't like. But at the time, you know, it was so cool and, you know, it was received really well. So it's yeah. like anything, if you're designing a pencil, you know, by the time you start and you get done, you've got, there's so many changes you make. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. all, you know, improvements. Well, and you know all those changes, but the people seeing what you've created for the first time have no idea all the work, the blood, sweat, and tears that went into something like that. So again, kudos to you guys for what you've put together and what you're doing. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car and maybe a memory you have about that vehicle. You know, I've had, uh, I've had the, been blessed with having a lot of cars over the years. And my first car was really cool, the, the 74 Formula Pontiac. But one that really stands out was a four-speed uh, Stage 1 car that I bought from the original owner, a 1970 okay. car. Okay, yeah. And I drove that car for probably two years every day. And it was a, an original, had one repaint, everything. It had, and, and had a little bit of work done on the engine, but it appeared original. It was just, a, I think, a cam, and that was probably it. And it was numbers matching. But I had so much fun with that car, and uh, it just it, the car was really fast, you know. Yeah. And I missed it. You know, it was one of those ones you wish you had back. I've got a, a kind of a not a long list, but I've got at least four or five <laughs> of those. <laughs> well, that's you know that's my next question coming, and that's that seller's remorse story. So let's we know that car uh, you want to have back, or what are the other yeah. two or three or four? Uh, I had uh, a sports metallic gold '98 uh, Trans Am Ram Air car that. I'll, you remember the Ram Air commercials of the cars eating the other car? Yes, yes. That, uh, that Pontiac <laughs> yeah. out. Well, yeah, you know, back during that, in the mid-90s and, and late 90s, you know, I loved those cars. And yeah. finally found the gold. I love the gold. 
and uh, found, I think they built 52 sports gold metallics, maybe, and I, I had uh, one of 52 that was bought by a General Motors executive, and wow. he passed away. The car sat in his garage for a couple of years, and I somehow ended up with it. Nice. And that was one that, you know, I had for years and years and drove around and just really miss it. And, you know, I would like, I would love to find another one, but it's just hard to find them that pristine. No doubt. Mine looked brand new the day I sold it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That was another one I wish I had back. I'll uh, bet. I'll bet. Well, any yeah. listeners out there that have one of those in the garage that you want to let go, you know, <laughs> uh, just give Scott a call. I think he's, uh, He's ready to park one back in his garage these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about this great new project that's coming up here uh, tomorrow night. Discovery Channel's all new Trans Am TV featuring you and your brother Todd and your team and all the fun stuff you're doing. What has you excited and fired up about this new opportunity? Uh, you know, the, the, the builds, the diversity of what comes in the door. Uh, it's not only Trans Am's now for us. It's any muscle car. It could be. Uh, you know, a Mopar or Ford or, or, or you know, anything, mm-hmm. a truck. So that's exciting. Uh, and I've got some things in the shop now that I'm, you know, uh, that we're working on that really fire me up. Because, you know, when I get done with a project, if I've, if I've done my job, I really want to own the car. Yeah. You know, when I get done, I fall in love with it. Yep. So if I don't fall in love with it, then something's gone wrong. So, <laughs> uh we're, we're doing a, an anniversary Trans Am now with an LT4 engine it's an automatic that's really cool because we're making it look as factory as we can nice. original but it's going to be improved suspension but we're, we're hiding a lot of that so mm-hmm. it's really and we're going to attempt to make a functional shaker on a supercharged engine which Whoa. i haven't done yet wow and so when the hood's shut you know it's functional but it looks like an original car right yeah uh, and then Todd's got some exciting stuff going on in his shop as well with the pace cars and stuff he's working on now with the newer in a super duty train. No doubt. Well, we'll uh, hear we'll hear more from him tomorrow when I have him on the show. But uh, uh, for you, I mean, this TV show gig that you're doing here, I mean, do you, any idea this thing was coming or did this just kind of fall in your lap or do you ever think you'd be on television? Well, there were, there were um, we kind of had an idea it would happen one day just because we, we were approached and then we were um, a couple of times, but for whatever reason, it didn't, you know, we got right to the, and we actually had signed agreements, but it never never panned out for whatever reason. So just the timing wasn't right. Right. I knew that the things we were doing were going to get attention. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, because we're we're in the right places. We're at the New York Auto Show. We're at the SEMA. You know, you've been to SEMA for the last thirty thirty one years. So yeah. you know what you, you, you if you're out there, that's where that's where this, this industry that's the the peak. You oh know? yeah. New York Auto Show, another one. L.A. auto shows. So those places are, if you go there enough and you've got something good, you know, someone's going to notice you. For, exactly. Uh, and that's, I think, what's happened. So, yeah. And having the brand, you know, Trans Am, there's so much goodwill out there that GM built over the years. So the market's really huge and it's a worldwide market. Right. So those are big boots to fill. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah. And we just lost Burt Reynolds, of course. And, of course, uh, I think he was... So instrumental in making that car just a worldwide brand with Smokey and the Bandit, that great movie that we all enjoyed when we were young. Uh, awesome guy. Did you ever get to meet Bert? I did. You know, Bert, being around Florida State and Tallahassee, Bert was here quite a bit with FSU football, of, yeah. you know, growing up. So I'd seen him a few times, but never really got to talk to him like I did when he came, you know, during our Bandit project. He came and visited 
and we got to spend, a, a, you know, some good quality time with him and, and just good conversation. And, yeah. um, you're right. It's a, it's a huge loss. Uh, and if it wasn't for him, none of us would be here. So, uh, yeah. as far as the Trans Am wouldn't be near as big as it is now. Yeah. Um, so it, it, he just, it's amazing the influence and impact that one man had. Oh yeah. On, on the farms. Absolutely. Really I don't think there's anything like it. You can't compare that to like the bullet car. You, there's just no comparison. It's so far beyond anything else I can think of. Yeah, I think so. And, to me, he just brought forward the the wonderful nature of folks from the South here in the United States and just their good-natured fun and humor and, and honesty and all those kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, great thing there. Wonderful show. He's a great guy. Well, if you woke up tomorrow, Scott, and you were in a garage and you were a vehicle, what would Scott be and why? Uh, I think I would be a diesel truck. Oh, um, okay. Because yeah, because I'm a workhorse. I, uh, I, you know, I set the pace in our shop, and and just try to challenge the guys to keep up. Because um, I'm just, I love fast pace, and I feel like some days I'm I'm pulling everybody with me. So nice, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, and I just, uh, and I can work around the clock. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need a whole lot of. I, I love to sleep, but. If we're on a, a a build and we're on a deadline, you know, it's not unusual for me to go home, take a shower, come back in three hours and start all over again because yeah. I get excited thinking about the things that I still have to do, but I enjoy it. So the assembly part of the build for me is huge. I really love that part. So um, cool. I you know, a truck, you know, you can hook anything to a diesel truck and it'll pull it. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Scott, the diesel truck. I love it. Well, Scott, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a Cars Yeah listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018 through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA Fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSYAP on checkout at Covercraft.com. NOAA is the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, Rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later, and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com, and be sure to use the code CARSYEAH at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, 
you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Scott, we're back, and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Trans Am throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? It's cheaper to go out and buy a car versus restoring a car. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is something you don't want to tell anybody if you're a guy who restores no. cars. But, uh, you know, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, I tell them. I still tell them. You know, I, I tell them what they're getting into. But, you know, in restoration, you have a lot of people that have a sentimental value connected yeah. to that car. Yep. They're willing to pay the money for it. It's not the same if they go out and get something else no it's not and this way you'll get exactly what you want and if you pick the right restoration shop like trans am depot you will get the best of the best of the best that's the key you got to find the right people would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years um i'm just i just keep going um uh, i won't quit so you know we all have obstacles every day there's obstacles at work and and you got to learn to just you got to learn to push and keep pushing through that because yeah. we no matter what you're doing, you're going to have it. So why give it any energy? So there you go. I think I'm always focusing on the goal instead of the problem at hand. You know, and some some of the people that work around me sometimes don't understand that. But it's not that I'm <laughs> ignoring the problem. I just I don't want to. You know, I want to solve the problem, not you know. Yeah. Uh, worship the problem. <laughs> you know, I love the way you said that, Scott. Don't give it any energy. Exactly. Uh, what a nice way to say that. Now, how about a resource? There are awesome resources for all of us these days. Is there one that you'd like to share? Uh, well, for me, it's, you know, I'm always searching for parts. So I'm in online quite a bit, and it's hard to beat eBay for, you know, for yeah. that quick, you know, you know even, even if you have vendors that you work with and you can pick up the phone, sometimes I go on, if I'm looking for an NOS part or something, mm-hmm. it's hard to beat that instant gratification of going on and buying it and, yep. and being done in a few, you know, less than a minute. Yeah, amazing what you can find on eBay. It's just incredible. And I'm, I'm, really even, I'm even amazed at some of the things I've sold on eBay that people actually bought. Like, really? Somebody wanted that? that so, uh, yeah, I always say turning trash into cash. So, uh it's a nice way to uh, bring a little income in. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, who would it be? Uh, well, it would have been Burt Reynolds. That's oh, who I go. would love to sit down with, you know, one more time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so that to me, that's like, because if it wasn't for him, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing the Trans Am right now. So yeah. I have anything to do. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fantastic. Uh, and, you know, and, and bring him back and, and really get to spend some valuable time just sitting there listening to his stories about a, quite an amazing life yeah. that he's had. Very nice. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? I uh, I recently read the Hal Needham book, uh, which talked about uh, Hal and Burt Reynolds and Hal's background, you know, on how he grew up and then he got into being a stuntman. And when he met Burt Reynolds and then the whole filming of 
all the movies they did together, including Smoking the Bandit. I would recommend that if you're a car person. That was really cool. Was that the book yeah. uh, titled Stuntman? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. It's, uh, it's the one, yeah, his, his wife gave it to me, and um, I read it last year. It was the last uh, car-related book that I read. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, I think the book's titled is kind of a funny title. Stuntman, my car crashing, plane jumping, bone breaking, death defying Hollywood life. Yep. So, yeah, uh, yep. quite an amazing life. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources. Scott has been so kind to share today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Scott Warmack, W-A-R-M-A-C-K, and you'll find it right there. All right, Scott, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any, that's right, any cool collector car on the planet. It doesn't matter how much it costs because I'm writing the check, but there's a couple rules. One is it's the only one you can have. Not the only car, but the only collector car. Two is you have to drive it. No garage queens here at Cars, yeah. And three, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. That little trick's off the table. (laughs) So I'm thinking ahead here. You're a guy who builds and sells cars, so I know exactly what's in your mind. So what can I buy you today? Uh, I think you're going to have to go find my Buick Stage 1. I think that's the one I'd like to, to have back. You know, I've got uh, seller's remorse, and uh, I'd like to have it one more time. If I ever have it again, I won't sell it. So, <laughs> you know, when you when you have it, it keeps you from wanting it. So Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of cars I would love to have, but that one that one stands out because it's not a money thing. It's a it's a emotional tie. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you picked that that as a uh, a car that you love to have in the garage. I love the emotional part of it. Well, I'll get to work on that Buick Stage 1. Do you have a particular color you'd like it to be? Gold. Gold. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, period. Yeah, the burnish. Here. Yeah, period. <laughs> Correct. Very nice. Well, Scott, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I look forward to meeting you at SEMA this year. I'm sure you and your brother will be there. It'll be a fun time for all of us. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars yeah audience. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us? before you uh, do a nice big burnout in that Buick Stage 1? I think uh, dream huge and pretend like it's already happening. Ah, nicely said. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Trans Am Depot? Uh, I think just uh, Facebook, our Facebook page, and then our, our website. But, um, you know, our Facebook, we, we, you know, what we're doing daily, sometimes you can catch up with it that way. And then as far as what we're projects and what we have for sale and that kind of thing than our uh, our website there you go well, yeah com. check it out i'll put a link on scott's show notes page uh, check out what these guys are doing follow them on social media they are having fun living their passion and be sure to tune in to discovery channel's new transam tv show featuring scott and his brother todd and their crew premiering tomorrow night tuesday october 2nd at 10 p.m eastern time Looking forward to seeing you guys on the television. Scott, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. 
Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.